Welcome to the Gaming Society Week 8. Almost a bye. We don't get bye weeks here at the Gaming Society. It's halfway through the season. That's Michael Vick with the red hat and the PSG shirt. Dave. I'm, I'm Dave Anderson rocking a collared shirt, and that's where I want to start this week. Mike is rocking a PSG shirt. Now, we talked about this at the cover show. You said it was a Jordan shirt. You don't really know who Paris St. Germain is, do you? Nah, nope. I'm going to be honest. Here, here's what I love about this. If Michael Vick grew up playing soccer, you would have been better than Neymar. Like that is a debate. So. That is a debate that I get in with every single person in Europe. I was like, "Hey, I was a I was a world class football player. I was in the NFL. I was the best of the best, and yeah. I couldn't scratch some of the most athletic uh, humans on, on the planet in terms of uh, not on the planet in terms of the NFL. You, right. Terrell Owens, and Goal. We could have had Barry Sanders playing forward. We could have uh, uh, Ray Lewis playing defense for our men's national team. <laughs> we could have, uh, shoot, let's put Kevin Garnett in goal, seven feet, jumping all over, blocking every shot. Like, I, I just want you to know that you are rocking one of the uh, premier teams in European football. And what you don't know nice. is that that Jordan logo right there replaces the Eiffel Tower. They normally have a red Eiffel Tower. That obviously yeah. kind of that kind of looks okay. like the Jordan jump, so it's yeah. a it's a legitimate a, a legitimate a shirt. Yeah, and and, hey. uh, and one of these days, uh, the gaming society will need to go on a road show. We'll go to pair a PSG game. They got Messi, Neymar, and Mappe out there. So you gotta uh, maybe we'll do gaming society get our yeah. football show. Yes, but this yes. is the American shout football out to Messi, show. shout out to Neymar, <laughs> true athletes, man. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the difference between an athlete and being athletic. And you naming that list, you named all athletes, man. We're in the league of our own. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. But uh, we, we won't spend, we're not going to waste our entire show talking European football. We're going to talk American football. And we always like to start with our all-in bets. Our all-in bets, I got my teeth kicked in last week. You won. You picked Green <laughs> Bay, minus nine and a half. How much of that game did you see? Did you see the, the whooping Green Bay put on those boys? No, but I tracked it throughout the scoreboard, and I seen everything that was happening. I knew it was just a matter of time. The game was real close. I think it might have been 7-7 for about two quarters. And yeah. then Green Bay somehow, some way took off. Yeah, Green. I think you better than anyone has, has a sense of when a quarterback hits to their rhythm. We were talking about that last yeah. week. That's what made you uh, bet on Green Bay in the all-in bet is the rhythm that the quarterbacks are in. You can tell. You can almost, yep. you're like a bee smelling fear. You can smell the fear that yeah. they're putting in the defense. You've got a good idea. I, on the other hand, uh, completely shit the bed there with uh, San Francisco uh, blowing in on Monday night football. Um, oh, man. Oh, not Monday night football. Sunday night football. Sunday night. Um, the yeah. the rain obviously didn't help, but I thought they were going to come back after a bye. If there's anything I thought Shanahan always did really well, it's freshen the team up and understand where they're at after yeah. a bye week. But I couldn't have been I couldn't have been more wrong. So uh, I'm two and one. Mike Vick is t- two and one. Uh, we don't uh, pick our all ins till we get to listen to each other at the end of this show. Uh, but listen for uh, listen at the end of the show for uh, week eight's all in bet. But we're gonna recap week seven. And there's one team that I think has really stood out to me the last three weeks that we haven't even mentioned. We haven't been giving them, them any love. No one has been giving them any love, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Joe Burrow's showing up, coming off an ACL tear, playing his butt off, and Jamar Chase is looking like one of the best NFL uh, wide receivers out there. Why, why isn't this team getting any love? 
Well, I got to say this first. Uh, on the kickoff show, Fox Sundays, uh, shout out to the team on Fox Sundays. Shout out to Fox, man. I said that Cincinnati wouldn't beat the Ravens for whatever reason. I said it. a couple <laughs> reasons. I think I highlighted the defense and what they did to Justin Herbert. And sure. I got to give respect to the Cincinnati Bengals. And like you said, nobody's giving them the respect that they deserve. But respect is earned, not given. And I yeah. think last week they earned it. So shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, shout out to Zach Taylor, I think, for implementing the plan and getting the players to buy into it and believe in it. And that's where it all starts. And it started with the quarterback position and extended to, you know, the entire team and the organization abroad. So uh, I'm happy for this team, man. It's good to see some some new blood. Yeah, five and two, five and two team at the top of the AFC. What is that? North up there uh, in a very tough division. The, the The thing that I find most interesting is is when this season first came out, everyone was like, oh, Ravens. And then within the first couple of weeks, it was all the Browns under the new team. And then it was like, oh, yeah. don't forget about the Steelers. And yeah. then now finally takes eight weeks. They're like, oh, it's going to be the Bengals. But I'm curious to see, like, is this is this going to rotate again, right? They don't hand out trophies in late October. We've got yeah. plenty of game left. Um, it'll be interesting to see once they start getting in the heat of the AFC North, as those teams start beating each other, what exactly happens. Because something we yep. talked about probably four weeks ago was when you're playing a division opponent, what that means, uh, what's going to happen. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. had a big win against uh, Baltimore, but... Um, definitely got to give some love out there. Cincinnati opened to win the AFC Championship game plus 3,400. So if you put 100 bucks on Cincinnati in the beginning of the year just to win the AFC Championship game, not the Super Bowl, you win a cool 3,400. Yeah. We should have done that. Not a bad bet. But this is, we got our newsletters, intriguing matchups of the week. The one we're going to start with is intriguing because we would have thought this would have been a blowout game. These are two teams that uh, are. I guess they're searching for an identity. Um, we thought one. We thought one team, one of these teams, had one. But the Giants at the Chiefs. Um, can you tell me about Mahomes? Like a quarterback like this, you're exactly like him in a lot of ways. You come back, have MVP type seasons. You're dominating the league. Everyone's talking about you. Now here comes the bad side about that. Everyone's paying attention to you. Everyone's yeah. game planning for you. What is happening to Mahomes this year? Yeah, well, automatically, they things are going to morph into becoming tougher. And, you know, the game is going to get more rigorous the longer you play, the longer you have success. You just said it. Teams are going to gun for you. They want to shut you down. They want to take away Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and create pressure. And in, in time, teams start to figure out what are the weaknesses, how do we attack them. And I think for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is not getting a lot of time. Let's just start with everything that's going on up front. And I think it extended to the Super Bowl, started from the Super Bowl, and extended to now, excuse me. Yeah. So if you think about the last five or six games or the games in which they played this season, he's just been under duress, no time to throw. And I'm not making any excuses for Patrick. You know, he's trying to overcompensate. He's trying to do a lot. And in cases, he's trying to do too much. So... I think for this team, offensively and defensively, and I even, didn't even speak about the defense. That would be stating the obvious. We've been talking about that for weeks. They just got to clean it up, get back to playing basic football, 
and back to the fundamentals. Big test against the Giants who playing with a lot of confidence. Do you, do you remember a time in your career or a game where you're like, damn, that used to be easy? Or I used to I used to be able to do that all the time, and now I can't. Is, is yeah. there a teamer that took oh, yeah. away a type of play or, or something that you did? It was the Carolina Panthers. When I was with Atlanta, we used to run this bootleg. I'm not going to confuse the viewers or the fans right now watching. It was just a simple bootleg. But I used to get out the back door, and I'm talking, it was 10 yards to pop on a bootleg, whether I was throwing it or whether I was running it. And they couldn't stop it. In not even with peppers? They, not even with peppers. We played a game with him. We kind of stayed away from him. Yeah, yeah. Peppers on the right, boot left. Peppers <laughs> on the left, boot right. Yeah, don't don't run into the trouble. Yeah, okay. Run away from it. Okay. But then they go get Thomas Davis and play Julius Peppers on the right and Thomas Davis, Will linebacker for the left side boot. Couldn't do it no more. They huh. ended up beating us, I think, twice that year in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. You got, they took away one of your good play. Literally drafted yeah. a guy just for that. Hey, you yeah, know what? Yeah, no doubt. I, I hated that, too. It's, that it's funny. That you often see that in basketball where they build a team. You remember, like, the Rockets, we built this team to beat yeah. the Warriors, or someone that builds a team to beat the Lakers. It's yeah. tough to do that in the NFL, but I guess you can in a couple different yeah. positions. You can with the Panthers building to beat Michael Vick. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess a lot of these teams, you know, think they're going to chase Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes for a while. Um, they got to build a team to beat them. They got to structure their defense, which is, I think, what you're actually saying to beat yeah. them. Put guys in positions that they are just because of where they're standing, they're going to take away certain plays. They don't have to even move right. around that much, but that that's really yeah. interesting. Kansas City um, originally, well, not Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes had the fourth highest odds to finish with the most ints in a reg in the regular season. So we're going to get a we're going to get into uh, what the what, what our, our, our betting academy. But this would classify, and what we're going to teach you is. Um, what exactly, who you could bet on to throw the most interceptions. He started with the fourth highest um, behind Sam Darnold. Looks like he's going to, he might set a new record with how many picks he's thrown. So um, wow. you might want to pay attention to Patrick Mahomes, what he's doing, get in there on uh, one of these bets and, and throw something down on INT record. Because just like you, I've seen it, once it starts, it's hard to stop. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about I, interceptions, I, I but think, like, they're hard to shake. Yeah, man. And one thing I did in my career, I was so, like, privy on, look, I know that it can happen. And turnovers are going to happen. But I did everything in my power to keep that from becoming a thing in my life. Because once you start throwing them, it's like one after another. I threw four picks in a game one time. We still won the game. I don't know how. <laughs> it might have been three or four versus the Cleveland Browns in 2012. And, uh you know, it was a season filled with interceptions and turnovers, but uncharacteristic. So I think Patrick can clean it up. Decision-making got to be at an all-time high. And it's not the decision-making. It's that little hitch in the giddy-up, right? Because if you're not yeah. just letting it rip when you see it, you you, yeah. you give it a little hitch. If you don't have time to throw it, if you don't have time to throw it, a lot of throws are going to be errant throws. A lot of play going to look sporadic. Yep. And that's just the truth of the matter. Yep. Now... That was our, one of the more intriguing picks of the week, Kansas City versus Giants. Uh, what's interesting about that game, Kansas City still favored by 10 points, point total 52. I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs there. I think they, I've been waiting for them to rally. They rallied a couple other weeks. I really am not a big believer on the Giants. I, I don't yeah. know what's kind of 
I don't know. I, wa- I watched the Giants game with some New York friends last week. I tell you what, New Yorkers hate the Giants and the Jets. It seems like all they want to do is hate on them, even though they love them. Yeah, they're tough. I mean, they just this is just tough crowds from the tri-state, the tri-state area alone. <laughs> tough crowd, Philly, Jersey, New York. Who do you like there, Kansas City or New York? Uh, I'm gonna say this. I'm tired of it, man. I- I'm tired of what's going on in Kansas City. I'm looking for them to turn it around, Dave. I mean. Monday night, give you some time to think about this. You got a long week, time to fix some things. And uh, go on a stretch of games, you know, a winning streak until you you reach your back. Yeah, I hear that. Man, people forget that Tampa Bay had a rough start to last year, and they they won too. So it's it's a long They turned it around, so let's not count them out. Only eight weeks left. All right, so you got Mike and Dave both on the Kansas City side of that game. Our primetime pick this week, which is – we're getting a lot of uh, this is game. This game is getting a lot of attention, unfortunately, for coronavirus and COVID nineteen issues. Packers at the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, another team right who is so. who is who is getting some earning that respect you talk about now that they're seven and zero. Arizona minus six. Right. Probably the last four or five weeks, you you or, or when this was week four or five, they wouldn't have been favored. People just would have said, oh, oh you know, Aaron Rodgers, quote unquote, owns this team as well. Yeah. But Arizona minus six favored. Um, what? Uh, Green Bay's got a defensive coordinator out. Devontae Adams out. I think Alan Lazard just won out. There's going to be some weird issues with some of the receivers that hang out in the room. I don't know how they make those decisions. Don't ask me. And I don't know how they beat Arizona without those two guys. Yeah, right. So I, I, I don't defensive know. Defensive coordinator Lazard and without Adams, we might as well keep you moving to the next subject. <laughs> but we can well, talk about it. Well, here's what we're going to talk about because because I think um, I, I find this interesting, especially from a receiver's perspective. I'm yeah. curious. So when players go out, typically quarterbacks lines move, meaning, hey, this team was favored by uh, you know, let's go back to the day. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Michael Vick starting. Okay, they're favored by seven points. Holy, holy smokes! Michael Vick sick. He's not playing. All of a sudden. The line shifts, the line right? Changed. They're not going to be yeah. not going to be the same anymore yeah. uh, with Matt Schaub. As much as I love him, it wouldn't be the same. So yeah. the the thing here, Green Bay. I'm curious what your guess is. I got the line in front of me, so I can't play this game. Devontae Adams leaves. How many points do you think he's worth? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little help here because don't forget some of the bigger uh, spread jumps are threes, sevens. 10s, 14. So follow natural okay. football if you're going to get in between those things. How okay. many? How, what kind of a point spread? What kind of? How many points do you think Adams is worth to this game? I think I think he worth seven points. You're, well, then, to the you, game. then you need to bet on the Arizona Cardinals because they only moved yeah. it basically three. They moved okay. it. To, they moved it a field goal. So you're right in sticking with the threes, the sevens, the tens. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. with you, but I, but I think I, I, I would listen to you even more. And I'm glad you said seven because I feel like, like your best receiver, uh, when they're out, it restructures your entire offense. Yeah. And tell me what tell me what the Packers are doing Tuesday through Saturday now that with their best receiver out. How are they? How do you attack differently? What can we expect to see out of Green Bay that we wouldn't normally see? More run. I think they'll use Aaron Jones more in the passing game. I think they'll run the ball with them more effectively. He's a great runner, and they do a great job of run blocking. And then he'll become the focal point of the game. Yeah. I don't want to give away their game plan. And I'm not sitting here saying I know what they're going to do. But if I was Matt LaFleur, I would be thinking about more Aaron Jones, 
getting them out in space. I mean, watching the New Orleans Saints last night, the way they use their running backs. I think a yeah. lot of coaches in the, around the country need to go watch the way Sean Payton used Alvin Kamara last night. Totally different story. But running backs can win a football game, and I think that's what happened last night, and that's what can happen in this game. And, and I'm wrong here. They don't have that long to practice. They're on the Thursday night football game. So it, yeah, it will so be it's simplified. Probably even more reason to include your running back guys you know are going to play. Do you go double tight end sets and take away some of Aaron Rodgers' uh, abilities in, in those three wide sets or whatnot? Do you change nah, personnel I, groupings I would, or you stay same personnel? I, I think the most important part about this situation is that Aaron Rodgers is a veteran quarterback. So Aaron can come into a game and he can chip away at your defense. Like he don't need chunks. What Devontae Adams add is a big play element. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers need that because I've seen him without Devontae Adams before. I've seen him without star receivers, and I know he can still you know, manage the game in a way where he's still effective and everybody else in the offense is effective. So I don't necessarily count them out. I just don't think it helped their chances of winning that Devontae Adams is out. Do you think they can overcome Arizona? Do you who do you do you like their chances to win? Do you like their chances just to cover? So they got they got to they got to get within six to cover, or do you think they can win? I like I like the fact that they will cover. I think they will cover, and uh, in terms of their chances to win, though, no. yeah, I don't think they win without Devontae Adams. I, I I feel like this game for Arizona is a statement game too. Like yeah, we're seven and zero, and we beat some good opponents, but. This is who we're going to face down the road. Yeah. You know, we can get a mulligan on this. I feel like this is going to be Arizona's up 10 points going into the fourth quarter. They go back and forth a little bit. Touchdown here, touchdown there. It's a 10. It's a three game. It's a 10 game. And then I feel like, yeah, maybe, you know, Green Bay kicks a field goal or 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 it maybe yeah. doesn't cover. That's the that's what I'm worried about, but might score. So I'm I'm worried. I'm with you. I don't think they win. I'm not even sure if they cover yet. I would wait till uh, right before Thursday night to see where that line is to see what we want yeah. to do there. Because there's a lot of questions, especially with the amount of guys out with COVID and who's practicing. So I'd pay yep. attention to that stuff before I put any money down. Absolutely. Uh, that's a Thursday night football game. Sunday night football Cowboys at the Vikings. Cowboys coming off a bye week. Vikings, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't watched them play a lot of football. I've just been reading about They've been uh, playing good. I'm uh, reading about uh Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak calling plays over there. It's hilarious seeing yeah, that guy yeah. calling plays. He was a little peon intern when I was uh yeah. when I was with the Texans. Now he's in the booth, the man in the booth. Um nice. Dallas minus two and a half. So they're favored, not even by a field goal yet. Uh, at Minnesota, Sunday night football. That place will be rocking. Not cold enough to where people don't show up yet, or I don't think that's such a thing in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but but that'll be an interesting game. Cowboys, I don't know. Like, is are, are they a for real team? Like, are they who? Are, is yes. anyone scared of them anymore? Like, I'm kind yes. of like I'm not sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna just name a couple names. Okay. And I'm going to start with the most important person, Dak Prescott. Goes without saying. Zeke. C.D. Lamb. Michael Parsons. Trayvon Diggs. Randy Gregory. I mean, the list goes on and on. I feel like they they always have talent. I mean, but they playing up to the superstar talent. They they playing up they playing to superstar level, Dave. I'm talking about man. They coming into games knowing that they're gonna win. 
not hoping that they're going to win. I always felt like Dallas come in with a little ego, a little pride, a little attitude. But now it's like, Dak get the ball and it's like he do what he want to do. You know what I'm going to look for? And, I need to go find some Michael Vick clips where you're talking shit to defenses. Because I want to hear who oh, you will find a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I let it be known that I was on the field. You best believe that day. I let it be known. Because I'm like, yeah, why, are you, so, why are you so nice to Dallas? Like, I feel like and maybe it's because I, mean, I was with the Texans. I mean, I love good football. I, I love good football. Yeah, so if it's a, you know, I ain't going to come in between that little thing that you got going on with them, Dave, because I'm calling how I see it. They call them America's team. They're barely Northern Texas's team, right? Like, it's, okay. they're such a joke. We used to give them so much trash for that. I mean, you guys are garbage. Let, you don't win. They this. barely win more than Houston. Let me say this. I whooped up on them a lot, too, man. When I was in Philly, I whooped up on them a lot. Now, when I was in Atlanta, I'm going to be honest. I misquoted myself a couple years ago. <laughs> but when I was in Philly, I gave them fit. So I, so I... Had I, I didn't necessarily like the Cowboys for a lot of different reasons. One, they was a divisional rival, but so there's no bias there. I'm saying all that to say that. What is what is the funniest thing you said to an opponent? Like like you don't have to tell me the na- like the the time you got someone the best, and you don't have to name names. So you can just start with a team. But did you have any moments where you're like, "Ooh, that was good." Like where you're like, "I got him." Yeah, somebody was talking to me that we was playing against the Philadelphia Eagles and. You know, in my right mind, you know, if I seen this dude on the street, I probably wouldn't even try him. You know, he's six five, yoked <laughs> yeah. up. Yep. He made a nice sack and he went crazy. And I got up and I was like, "Man, who are you? Like, I don't know your name." You know, that's that's a classic. You know, that's a classic statement to hit somebody with in, in the NFL. Yeah. They really like belittle somebody. Oh yeah. So I hit him with that, but it was my first time really getting caught up in the moment emotionally and letting somebody have it and. uh I, it crushed his hurt. It's crushed, it crushed his feelings, so it hurt him. Uh, it definitely I want, hurt. Him. I once heard Andre Johnson pull that out. He said, "Hey, turn around, turn around." And he's like, "What?" He goes, "I don't even know your name. I need to know your last name." Turn around, and I was crying, laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's see your face. That's yeah, cool. you see your face. <laughs> let me let me read the name on your back." Yeah, I don't man. know. Even know who you are. I could say the funniest thing that happened to me was we're playing the Oakland Raiders, and uh, we call a truck series which is down, down, around. So if you ever see like yeah. uh, the, the receiver or tight end come in and block a defensive end, they pitch the ball and they run around. Well, yeah. I was sneaky good at some of those blocks. So I would okay. like come in on like second and seven, boom, run the truck and they get around. I think yeah. it's because no one ever thought I was doing it. Right, right, well, yeah. I line up and we're playing the Oakland Raiders. Speaking of like un- unbelievably athletic teams who didn't care, uh, big old uh, boy who just came over from the Patriots. I know it's totally spacing on his name. He played for the Patriots forever. And then... Um, Roland oh, Seymour? Yes, Seymour. Looks at me, and he points at me. He goes, run this way, run this way. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I, <laughs> and I literally... The other way. You see me on the film going like this. You see yeah. Matt Schaub looks at me, and I'm like this. Go change, change it, change it. Go it the other way. And he's like, it's coming this way. I was like, oh. They hike it. He just picks me up, puts me in the backfield. Andre Johnson's yeah. laughing. Runs yeah. out of the way, and on Arian Foster gets blown up like five years behind the line of scrimmage. I'm like, no, it's not. No, I'm literally saying out loud, no, it's moments. not. No, it's not. Get out it's there. It's going that way. <laughs> you know, you know what you was getting into. Ain't nothing like knowing when it's about to. Ain't nothing like knowing when it's about to happen. I'm like, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be just like you mentioned. I would never pick a fight. <laughs> we gotta find that more. clip. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll look for it. Clip. I'll look for it. Cowboys, some funny thing, I always give them a lot of crap. Little known fact I remember I, I dropped on you back on one of the first weeks. They are the most overbet team in sports. Meaning I can see that. Meaning like everyone in Dallas and Texas and all over there, they have a ton a huge fan base. Everyone wants to just bet on the Cowboys to win so they'll be happy. It shows that they have a ton of fans everywhere because Typically, Never a fan, regardless of, yeah, regardless of who they are, will bet on them. But they're six and zero against the spread this year, um, which means people don't people aren't giving enough credit for how good they are. And maybe, maybe yeah, I'm one yeah. of those people. But that's uh, those are Me those are our, uh, prime time picks of the week. The betting academy I alluded to earlier. Uh, the, the term of the week is exotic. Now, I have a couple uh, phrases to how to remember this. Um, I don't think any of them are politically correct, uh, so we're going to stay away from them. But when you think of exotic, just think about uh, out there or different or yeah. uh, something that, like, uh, I don't know, makes you makes you wonder, right? And, and that's pretty much what all this is. It, it's a it's a funny sounding way to put it, and it really just means non money line or point total bets. So okay. a lot of times we call them prop bets. Stuff like that. Those are just your exotic bets, right? Um, okay. th- so typically, Titans at Colts, the Derrick Henry prop bets are your exotic bets of the week. And so, uh, I like one, these. One of the ones we're going to go over, and what I, I think what would be a great way to describe exotic was will any player break the regular season rushing yards record this year? Which basically means is Derrick Henry going to break the regular season rushing record this year? First yeah. thing to remember, we all know, is there's an extra game this season. Right. Second thing is the guy's a, the guy's a beast, and so uh, can he keep it up? Right. My my right. what I fear about all these big guys is is they just get hit in the legs a thousand times, and it's tough for them to do it. But right. God bless it is amazing seeing a 247 pound man running 21 miles per hour down the field. Like talk about maybe we should put him on the Paris Saint Germain team. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> no minus four fifty, yes plus four fifty. So you're you, you basically you get a, a good value if you think he can get there. He's halfway there. He needs to average one hundred and twenty three yards a game to get there. He's averaging one hundred twenty four right now. Last year yeah. he averaged one hundred twenty six. Yeah. So can he keep it up? Is basically the question. Do you think Derrick Henry so, could embrace the record? Yeah, yeah, because there's going to be some games where he might go 90, but it's going to be some games where he might go 161, 180, yeah. or 148. Like he's known for that. The one yeah. thing about Derrick Henry, we know, he's a big play guy. He's going yeah. to break one. He's patient, but he's going to break one. And he got deceptive speed, and it shows at the right times. I I think my only comment would it was going to be he's a home run hitter. Right, like yeah. I, th- I think Tennessee. When I was playing, it was Chris Johnson, right? Like, yeah, yeah he's got two yards here, three yards here, four yards here, ninety-two Shout yard to touchdown, yep. ninety-two yard touchdown, right? Like, yep. y- y- it was amazing watching him play. And Derrick Henry's the same way. You're like, oh, like he hasn't done any. He didn't do anything this week. Oh, except that he ran for an eighty-two yard touchdown, right? And, and you know, was dominating yeah. people. And it can happen at any time. Um, they have enough powerful guys uh, as receivers that end up being like tight ends downfield. Like when you got Julio yeah. and AJ Brown, people forget 
how important it is to have receivers. But if you want big plays, yeah. you need receivers that are chasing yeah. down DBs. Otherwise, someone makes yeah. a tackle every time. That was always my that that was always what impressed me about Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and those guys. They didn't want to block, and he was nah, still running nah, for it. You got some of these yeah. big dudes out there. They're like yeah. tight ends. Do yeah, you think receivers we couldn't keep in because they couldn't block? Do you think do you think this eighteen game or eighteenth week seventeen game season matters in terms of record books? Like, do you look at it differently? Um, you know, it is what it is. I think you know, fifty years from now. You know, we're not going to be talking about, oh, it was a, that year it shifted from 16 games to 17 games. You know, we don't talk about back in the day when it was 13 games or 14 games. I don't even know. All yeah. I know is 16. Yeah. All we're going to know is 17. So, yes, everything counts. Um, yeah. The playoffs are a different entity, but the regular season is its own entity. So now you got an extra game to do it. And that's why I think it's possible for him to crack 2,000. That's why I always say uh, – it's my excuse why all my rec- my college records are broken is because they play two more games and now they throw the ball a thousand times yeah. more a season. Yeah. It's sad, oh, it's the reason. It, it's it the reason it Lamar's gonna crush my rushing record. <laughs> I mean, yo, know, the, the game is different. Like, yeah. runs are being designed different. You know, it's schemed up different. So that record is not gonna stand for too much longer. No. Yeah. It's uh. I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like you got, you can't be, we, we can't be grumpy old men. Uh, uh-huh. uh, just, just hating on the, hating on the younger generation on yeah, the cell phones. Yeah, yeah, it's the evolution we, of the game. We got to be okay we, with it. We played the game so it could be a better game. And that's you know what we got. It's, it's funny. Like I remember uh, Kyle Shanahan used to break out some old 80s 49ers footage uh, to show us certain oh, routes, like crazy. where they came from. Yeah. Dude, these guys were putting, Jerry Rice was putting his hand, his dirt in the in the sand. Hand when in he the first dirt. Started. Yeah. Like he was in a three point stance. A three point stance. Right. And then the someone, someone must have said, let's just, pr- <laughs> let's press him. Like, yeah. let's just, that, that must yeah. have been the reason why they put took their hand out. Cause it, to me, I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, press him, shove his head right in the dirt. Do you know, Some, like, I, I did that on scout team for, you know, when you had the backside for the love of the game, I put my hand yeah. in the dirt. Coach Kubiak yeah, said, if you, do, yeah. if you ever do this again, I'll cut you. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, he killed that quick. <laughs> I was, it was, I was in. Uh, Never fan- did it again. No, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll, 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 I'll run it for the love of the game. I'm all right. That was, uh, that, that, that was me and being in fantasy land. Look at this segue. Yeah. Now we're going to fantasy football. Boom. The uh, fantasy football. Week seven, two W's by Mr. Dave Anderson and Mr. Mike Vick. I defeated Ray, I, I defeated Ray Lewis, and uh, I was sitting watching football with my friends, and they're like, what are you looking at? I was like, I'm beating Ray Lewis right now. I'm pretty proud of yeah. it. But I'm pretty sure he hasn't checked his roster in two weeks, so I can't be that proud of it. <laughs> but I was pretty Deep proud ball. of I was I was pretty proud of beating Ray Lewis. Just just uh, even it is what it's it, it it counts. You know what I mean? It counts. Yeah, it counts. It counts towards a victory. I mean, look, you got to do your due diligence. You, on the other hand, also beat KG, who was number one, who took over me. So I appreciate you got me back up at the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the most the funniest thing that happened though for for all our followers, a lot of you know Tate Frazier. He's a uh, commissioner Tate Leo Blue. Uh, he was playing Paul Pierce. And he thought he was going to be funny and call out Paul Pierce on Twitter and said, hey, well, why don't you uh, set, your, set your roster so I can beat you fair and square? Don't poke the bear, Mike Vick. Don't do that. 
Don't, don't poke do the bear. He's got plenty don't of time. To, he took he took a rip of that hookah, no. set his locker, <laughs> set it, <laughs> jumped in it, gave Tate the business. Undo. Gave Undo. Tate the business. And yeah. he came back, Paul Pierce, manager of the week again. So Damn. it's ridiculous. Damn. I got a big matchup this week. In week eight, I'm playing KG. Uh, you got Davis, who's listening to us. So make yeah. sure you set your roster so we can talk some shit to Davis set my next roster. week. Make yeah, sure you make, manually. Make sure you got to pay attention to the bye weeks. This is when it gets tough. Yes, this yes, is when yes, you yes, make or yes. break your team because you're like, oh okay. crap, I need an extra running back. Oh my, my right. quarterback's out. Who do I play? And, right, right. and Thursday night games also throw you for a loop. If you don't set your roster early enough in the week, you might have a guy that has you a bye. Lose out. You lose, you lose yeah. out. Last week I got screwed yeah. in another fantasy league because Baker Mayfield had a Thursday night game, wasn't playing. I was like, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to start. Boom, he counted zero points. Yeah. I lost the whole thing. So yeah. uh, just 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 teaching everybody out here. Make sure you're paying attention. You're right. Uh, set your rosters early. Watch out for Thursday set night your games. Rosters. Get your get your get your get your roster right. But the uh, the way we always end this show. Um, I think I've I, I, I've liked really kind of taking in some of your pointers to get my all in bets, and I yeah. and I always tell our listeners, not always like we have what I think we have one million followers now, so we got to really be careful out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, shout out to the followers, man. We re- really, it. really take really. Uh, I, I I was thinking, don't cherry pick uh, advice. Is what I always tell people if they're listening for for advice on bets or whatnot. Because if you do that, you're just listening for something to back up something that you already that you're already looking for. You are, yeah. Listen for something that either contradicts what you have to say or that brings a new perspective and makes you go, oh, that maybe I should include that type of perspective in what I'm what I'm thinking, right? And so it gives you give you a little more confidence because it's always good to play a little devil's advocate and all people. But yeah, we yeah. like to end with the all in bet. Whether it's a prop, a spread, a point total, a game prop, you and I always we always favor the the, the totals and who's playing who. Who do you got this week for your all in bet? My all in bet, Dallas over Minnesota. It's on the road, right? Yep. At Dallas Vikings. on the road. Dallas on the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, because you spoke about it. Oh, they going and I, I think they they smashed the Vikings. I mean, I'm talking Dak on top of his game. Looking good right now. Talking about at times, looking about like Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage. Moving guys, changing protections, shift, you block, you everything. You know, I mean, so along with the defense, and let me just go about them real quick. Playing fast. I love what Dan Quinn is doing. Kirk Cousins has been playing some good football, and I can't take that away from him. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, those guys are coming into their own. And it's great to see, but can they defend their real estate versus the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think so because the Dallas Cowboys red hot. One one question for you: I hear a lot of people say playing fast. Yeah. What do you what do you dig dig it a little deeper? What do you mean when someone's playing fast? Like yeah. they're all fast. They all run four yeah. four Everybody four fast, three. Right? What, what do you mean playing fast? So so you can take your mind right and envision how the game going to go. Am I right? Yep. Because I know you've done it before. Yep. So in my mind, I know the offense. I know the scheme. But I got the talent to match what my coach asking me to do. He asking me, 
you know, to be a, a three technique and shoot the gap hill. He asking me to, you know, play man coverage, press coverage. Oh, that's what I do. I know how to play press. I know how to play two versus what I'm seeing. And when you can take what you know and match match it up with your talent, oh man, you can just play free. Yeah. I can sleep good at night. Yeah. You know, a lot of the Dallas Cowboys on defense, they're sleeping good at night because they know exactly what they're about to see. And then they can let their bodies react and they can just think it through. So it's, it's just mind, you know, it's mind, body, soul, man. I'm, I ain't trying to get too deep, but I'm just being real. Yeah. It's the mind and the body. I, I always just wonder because, like, it's it's a term that's often used to describe defenses, also offenses. They're yeah. playing fast. And I, I don't think enough people dig into deep in that what it means to someone like you, someone yeah. like me, because I think there's yeah. slight differences when you watch someone play fast. I'm on the same page. To me, it's and, and it's tough to tell. You gotta watch a you gotta watch a lot of football or one player in particular throughout right. a game to really pick it off. Yeah. You can't be a ball watcher, right? Yeah. Ball, you can't just yeah. follow the ball and right. expect to see a team right. playing right. fast. Oh man, you're gonna get left. Yeah, you got to see a certain player that doesn't look like he's flinching, that doesn't look like he's hesitating, that doesn't right. look like he's guessing, that doesn't look right. out of position ever. Yeah. He looks like he's imposing his will yeah. on someone else. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be the fastest player. It just means playing right. fast, which means deciding fast, and then you're right. When your body's into it and you're fresh and you are actually running fast is when you got yep. a, a chance to be a, you know, a pro bowler, really. Being decisive, yes. yes. Exactly. You know, I, I, I not to get off script, but... No. Joe Barrow, I was making some notes the other day, and I just said to myself, what's standing out? He's decisive. Yeah. Ball coming out. Playing the game. I th- Well, I'm glad you mentioned, because for my all-in bet, I'm going to go with the Bengals. You know what I mean? I, nice. I, I, I had two. I had two. I told you at the top of the show, I might have someone, I don't know, I'm listening. I typically had, I always go in with two, listen, make a decision. Um, the Bengals, I think, just like we talked about it, aren't getting a lot of respect. They're earning respect. They're playing fast. Yeah, I'm always fascinated when a rookie can play fast, right? Jamar Chase, yeah. uh, a guy that has the confidence to catch a pass, stay on his feet like he has on all, in all these weeks, take those hits, and still finish yeah. a run. Looks like something out of a spring football game where no one wants yeah, to really tackle you or something. He is now imposing his physicalness on the defense. And now everyone is going to have to start – being aware of where he is and preparing. It'll be interesting to see how people start game planning him, right? So the Bengals are going to have to get around this. It's not going to be as easy as it is, right? It's yep. going to get harder and harder every week. Just like you mentioned, every year in your career, it's harder to stay in the NFL. Every week you're in the NFL, everyone's preparing for you, and they got more yep. film to watch. They know what you're good at this year, yep. and they try to take it away. But I'm all in on the Bengals versus the Jets, mainly because I, je- I think the Jets are uh, just being very Jet-like. Uh, yeah. They're not getting it together. They're still making stupid mistakes. Uh, they obviously are, are, are. I don't know what they're going to do. With quarterback down. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. With quarterback seems like Flacco might came in. Do, do they think he can save the day? Do, can he call a play? Is he just there to be an emergency backup? I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I think the Bengals roll the Jets pretty easily. That's my all-in bet of the week, and I'm excited to see them at six and two at the top of the AFC North. See what happens the rest of the week. But yeah. all in there, you got it. I'm uh I'm excited to see this week eight. We're finally creeping into the second half Same of the here. season, right? We're we're gonna we're gonna we're, time will tell, but we're we're gonna see who's really uh uh the heroes and the zeros, as they say. I, I kind of want to see the Cowboys get built so, beat, so I want I want you all in to fail. Um, that, that's just me. 
But you know what? If if we if they do fail, we can always watch some Paris Saint Germain in Liga One. Watch some soccer. Me and Michael. Yeah, Vick. man. Shout we out to Messi. We should put our fantasy before the year is done. We're gonna put our fantasy football to football team together. I'll put who would like who would your three forwards be? I think I literally might take Michael Vick, Barry Sanders. And like Alvin Kamara, and put you three up front. Put like Reggie Bush. Uh, uh, gosh, I mean, we could put together amazing. You got like Terrell yeah. Owens. You want there playing defense? Now, if you guys only grew up with a soccer ball, we we'd be all right. Yeah, we'd, we'd be, be champions. We, we would have some, we sure. some World Cups. But hey, I'm Dave Anderson. That's Mike Vick. That's it for the Gaming Society Football Show today. We'll see you guys next week.